Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, I am joined by our lovely, tea-sipping, bespectacled, vest-wearing co-host, Kyle. But this week, in a very special treat, I am also joined by the red-headed, the headphoned, the texting right now, lovely wife of the pod, Allegis. And Allegis is here to talk with us about a very special subject. So I do know the topic. Kyle knows the topic. I bet even you might know the topic because Allegis is here to talk about one of our favorite subjects. Allegis, what are we talking about tonight? All right. Thanks, Mike. For the record, I was looking at my notes, not texting. (laughs) I'm glad you cleared that up, Allegis. Um, I have notes and an iPad and handwritten notes because this is a very important topic. I am back. Unquestionably. Because a new season of The Bachelor is upon us and we have to rank the people that are on it. It's something yeah. that has to be done. Yeah. I like this as a uh, as a seasonal thing. I think Kyle and I have talked about making some of these topics we discuss seasonal. Like, I, I kind of feel disappointed that we didn't imitate Kyle's MLB uh, emergency rankings. Like, we should have done that for the NFL playoffs. Probably. But, oh. but I'm glad we have not made... <laughs> I'm glad we have made no such error with respect <laughs> to the Bachelor Extended Universe. It's the podcast so nice, we have to do it twice per year. Yeah. yeah. I think if we start really stretching for content around year seven or eight, like we might touch Bachelor slash Bachelorette in Paradise. But for now, I like I like sticking with this portion of the uni. By then, I assume we'll all be forced to watch that show. Like, yeah. That will be the nature of our government by then. <laughs> <laughs> which like it seems likely. Which do I hate that? Yeah, I mean, not the worst thing. Is it no. is it that unlikely? Okay. In in however many years, whatever. Is it possible that Chris Harrison is our president? Whoa. He's more places than I thought. I would assume, I would assume if this were the way it goes, Ryan Seacrest would probably be our president. But I think, I think that Chris Harrison's got at least a, a fighter's chance. I don't know. You know, Chris Harrison hosts Who Wants to Be a Millionaire now. It's true. Ugh. <laughs> also, just in advance, before Quinn corrects me, I think the phrase is a puncher's chance. So, excuse me. This is why I don't use phrases. My bad. <laughs> we live in fear. Sorry, Quinn. <laughs> it's entirely possible that Quinn won't listen to this episode. I was just going to say, mm. do you think that Quinn's love of correcting us is so high that he'll actually watch a three-hour premiere of The Bachelor <laughs> just to comment just on it? Just to fact check. I don't know if he watched The Bachelorette one. I think that Quinn... I think Quinn could still find enough things to correct us on, even without having watched it. Because, like, that little slip that I just had there, yeah. no context, he could he could swoop that baby up. Probably. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now love you, he called love you, him Quinn. out on it, though, and now he's got to find something else. Yep. Yep. All right. So as far as uh, some criteria for this, I didn't want to just do the people that I liked the most because I think that Colton and I might have different tastes. And I also wanted to consider who would go farthest on the show. Okay. Um, I also took into consideration how memorable their interactions and their limo entrance or their, you know, intro montage, how intro- how memorable those were. Mm-hmm. And of course, how attractive they are—that has to be on yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just how how generally appealing they are. 
But uh, I think that it really comes down to the top 10 standout contestants of The Bachelor. So, but but they have to generally stand out for good reasons. Well, that's what I was going to say. Because if you just yeah. do stand out, the, yeah. the line between top 10 and not top 3 actually becomes very thin. Because yeah. there are also people that stood out for not as appealing reasons. So, yes, yeah. top 10 standouts for good reasons that we liked. All right. So, so how, I just, just a quick kind of thing. Like, how, how much, it's hard to put an exact percentage on it, but how are you balancing sort of your personal feelings about these people with the contest itself? So, like, let's say you were all in on contestant X, but you suspect that Colton isn't going to be super into them. I put them lower on my list if they were one of my favorites. Okay. uh, that I didn't think would go very well. I remember last yeah. time we did this, we ranked Grocery Joe at, like, 8, because he's super yes. hot and we loved him. I started him yeah. off at 5, though, and you guys made me put him down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you he really was, liked he was great. I still he was really Grocery great. Joe. <laughs> Grocery Joe is still a part of our culture, which is incredible, but... Yeah, because he's the best one. That was... <laughs> I really I hope like we don't run Joe. into Grocery Joe around town, because that would be the end of this, I think. Uh, he's with Kendall now, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I have a, I have another question, Allegis. I don't know if this is a question for you, but hopefully you know the answer to this. So, I noticed in watching this episode that there seemed to be a lot of girls who looked alike, sounded alike, kind of had similar backgrounds. Is it our understanding that the show intentionally curates the ladies that they think Colton will like like does Colton have some sort of sheet he fills out that says I like girls from the south who are blonde and petite like is that a is that a Mm. thing because it it seems like the percentage of girls who fit that mold is high yeah I don't know that to be true for sure but it would not surprise me because I think it's probably in the producer's best interest to get him to be into as many of the contestants as possible. Yeah, that seems likely. All right, all right I think I've got the ground rules. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, number 10 is a 25-year-old social media coordinator from Miami. She got a lot of screen time, but what I remember most about her was that she spoke Spanish during her intro, and this is Nicole. Yeah, I think it, I'm just trying to, to put my thoughts together. If I remember correctly, she's the only one of any kind of Latina background, right? So I she, think Laura was Latina okay. as well. But, like, yeah. she's definitely the one that I think of is, like, because she was, like, she even said later in the episode that she's, like, Cuban, right? Yeah. I yeah. think so. So I know, I know I exactly so. who we're talking about. So I, I'm interested to see her appearing this low. Kyle, are you surprised? Not really, because I, I remember when watching, I remember thinking when she first showed up, I was like, she's got a big personality. She's really cute. She's got enough about her that makes her unique. I feel like she's going to get like a lot of time with Colton, a lot of time in the, and then it seems like she just kind of faded and didn't have like much to do the rest of the episode, which I was kind of surprised by. And I wonder if they're doing that intentionally because her role and the rest of the show is not going to be as great as I, I had assumed. See, my suspicion is the opposite. I suspect that you thought that because your instinct is right, because she's an appealing uh, contestant. But I think that they 
at least in my limited experience as a bachelor slash bachelorette fan, I've noticed that they'll hold back certain characters to try to kind of bring them back as a, as a strong character later. She struck me immediately as being too normal to be entertaining early, mm. but normal enough and appealing enough to be a heavy hitter later. So that was kind of my take on her. You know who that reminds me of is Jason from last season. Because Jason was really boring at first, and, like, I didn't even really... We didn't talk about him much on the first, like, on this podcast. And then he ended up being being one of the yeah, final true. two, right? And he was yeah. even in the running to be... A lot of people thought he would be the next Bachelor. Right. So maybe the same kind of thing here, where they intentionally leave them out because... It's fun to have someone come in later as a serious contender. Yeah. Hmm. That's my suspicion with Nicole. So in, in my sort of unofficial ranking behind the scenes, I would have had her a little bit higher. Interesting. Okay. Well, lucky for you, there's a ranking portion at the end of the show. <laughs> That's true. Where we this is true. things. We'll have to debate vigorously first. Oh, though. right. I've, I forgot. I've I heard forgot. about this. Yeah, I don't think I even mentioned that in the intro. My bad, people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be debating. <laughs> Reranking, etc. Yeah. Okay, number nine is someone that I would have had higher, except she got voted off already. This is my girl, Alex D, 23 years old, from Boston, dressed up as a sloth. Yeah, the sloth. <laughs> See, I that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> she, we're definitely not strangers to taking a joke way too far. Absolutely. So I can appreciate someone that does it. But I just don't think it was the right joke to stick with. Like also the, the wrong audience. <laughs> True. Like it like it just became it was just kind of like annoying. I was like, let's move on with this. This is actually too slow for me. Th- that's a really good point. Yeah, the actual the slowness of the sloth is the thing that would have made it funny, but she was it was too exaggerated and too long. Well, yeah, I think it was funny during the walk up from the limo. I don't think she should have kept it up the rest because she kept going, right? Almost all night. She only, I think her, her vision of this plan was that she would linger in the shadows, a mystery woman. She could be, we don't know. She could be the most stunningly beautiful out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Big reveal at the end of the night. He's so smitten with her. He's so happy to finally see her. She's on to the next round. Yeah. I think, I think she needed to, I think it may have worked better if she had taken the sloth outfit off as soon as she got into him. Like, take a long time to walk to him and then immediately take the sloth Mm -hmm. costume off. Yeah. Do we think this was producer driven? How much input do we think they have on the intros? Do we want to get cynical? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I suspect that a lot of the decisions over the course of the show are producer driven, but I especially feel that about the intros because I just think logistically, if you told me on short notice, like book a horse drawn carriage, I don't know who to call. I just don't really know where to start. Like uh, white pages. So (laughs) say with the sloth costume, like that was a pretty professionally done sloth costume. You're not getting that at, some joke stop like that's that's a lot of work yeah my question is like did she think that would be funny and because i couldn't i could entertain a scenario where she wanted to do a sloth costume and approached the producers with this idea right. and they were able to procure it because they're the producers of the bachelor yeah because well, they would definitely they would have to pick the right person to give each of these 
gags yes. too. But they also have interviewed them and stuff at length, so they could do that. I don't know. I don't want to get too cynical. I, I want to enjoy the show for what, what word it is. It's just really too bad for her if the reason she got eliminated is because of the sloth costume, if it wasn't even her idea, you know? <laughs> That's a good Plus, point. Plus, I actually think she's really pretty. The thing is, she was... Yeah, she is quite pretty. I, I thought she kind of looked like Anna Kendrick. Here's the thing about her. Like, she must have had a really, like... Because, all right, if it's me... Cause it's not like he all night was like, that chick is still in the sloth costume. Like, he wasn't interacting with her, right? So, yeah, but Colton was also doing a terrible job being The Bachelor on this episode, in my opinion. That's, well, that's true. We can talk that about that a little bit more later. My point is that, like, his two interactions with her were, like, she's in a sloth costume, and then <laughs> briefly, briefly later, she's still in a sloth costume. She takes it off. So, like, his total time of seeing her in a sloth costume isn't that long. And then... Yeah. She's pretty, like, she's really nice looking. She must be really not fun to talk to if, like, in the next few minutes, she's unable to convince him that she deserves, like, one of 20 spots. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just too bad. It is too bad, because you would expect someone who wears a sloth costume to be pretty fun. I would expect yeah. that. Yeah. You'd expect them to at least be able to talk in an amusing fashion about the sloth costume. Yeah. Like, you'd expect there were some bullet points in their head. That could make a smooth conversation about the sloth <laughs> costume. But it was just, I think it's an audience issue. Colton, I think some of my favorite moments of this episode were the moments when he was incredibly embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But he was clearly very embarrassed and confused by this gambit. It did not work for him. I wonder if she went the candid route and she got out and she's from Boston, right? She's like, oh my God, I'm sweating my balls off from that sloth costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have worked. I, if she said, I'm sweating my balls off, I think that would have worked. <laughs> I don't know. As the, as the stand-in for the Boston crowd, I can say that that would have worked on our, our people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if Colton was from Boston, he'd be like, all right, this is over. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> well, do you think he was uncomfortable with this whole uh, intro? Because it was just yet another virgin joke, which we will also continue talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. There. That's a good point. I forgot about that that angle. But the, the thing with that is that there were some much worse virgin jokes that didn't seem to deter him. That did much better. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I don't think that was a huge part of it. When do we want to discuss his virginity? Can we talk about that now or do we want to <laughs> well, wait? Well, actually, number eight. We should talk about <laughs> okay. it during number eight. Because okay. number okay. eight is... Cool. Uh, our 26-year-old medical sales rep from Sherman Oaks, California. <laughs> this is Katie, who rolled up with a deck of cards, and he took the V card. Uh, that's oh, right. boy. That's funny. It's funny stuff. Katie, <laughs> that's a good one. So, originally, I thought he was going to really dislike everybody who did the virgin jokes, because he seemed really uncomfortable by it. But then, he kissed her later in the night. One of three that he kissed. So that's true. I don't know. Can't figure out what he's thinking. I think he probably was expecting a lot of this, right? So he, yeah. Because if he eliminated everybody that did something like that, there'd be like four of them left. Yeah, I feel like so. He's he's built up a tough skin. Like he, they made fun of him all last season. But he just looks so tired of talking about it. Every time he has to talk about it, he already looks exhausted. And it was I don't, the first you know, episode. I don't blame him. When the show started, we were making fun of it, and I was like, "I'm gonna do a virgin counter. I'm gonna track every time they talk about his virginity." And I like, I lost track. Like, I couldn't yeah. keep up with it the whole episode. Yeah. It was, 
It was every couple seconds. It was, it was first of all, I mean, the entire first episode was really <laughs> incredibly overdone with the, the watch parties. Yeah, but yeah. like the version stuff, like, come on, like we know. Yeah. I'm down with that. I want to talk just quickly about Katie. Uh, Katie was beautiful. So she just immediately struck me because she was just gorgeous. Her eyes were incredible. She has great eyes. I, they were just, they were just a very striking tone. And I liked her voice. Like she just had a very pleasing way about her and was very attractive. So that was my biggest, like, first thing that she hit me with. But yeah, the virginity thing is interesting because I don't know. I feel like I'm being sold something here. I know he seems a little bit uncomfortable with this. But if we really want to get into the nitty gritty, and I kind of do, I just want to know what, like, what are the rules here? Like, I, let's say he's in the hot tub with one of the ladies and things are getting amorous. And I just, I guess for this, for this season to continue skating on the Colton's virgin thing, how far can things go in, what is it called? The pleasure tent? The. <laughs> Fantasy suites. Yeah, the fantasy suite. Like, like, I just, I want to know if they're going to continue marketing this to me. If it's like, let's just say there's some no, there's some no shirts stuff or like just no pants stuff. Or an OTPHJ. Yes, for example. Like, like what are the, I just, I don't know, honest, I don't, I didn't want to talk about this, but if we're going to make it such a big part of the season, I just want to know what the rules are and at what point I can stop referring to this as the virgin guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't Wait, know. What? Well, okay. <laughs> I think it's actually pretty unheard of for contestants to have sex with the bachelor or bachelorette prior to fantasy suite. I don't actually think that happens very often. Especially, I mean, they don't really get that much alone time and no overnight time. Interesting. So, I think that's actually usually pretty scandalous when that happens. So, I what you're saying wrong. is that the show ought to be able to carry the Colton is a Virgin theme, at least to the fantasy yeah. suite portion of the, the, okay. the Pleasure Den well, episode. The, yeah. the Pleasure Den. Well, that's good news. <laughs> that's good news because I think they're clearly leaning into it. I'm just, I guess my yeah. real concern is not so much for what qualifies him as a virgin. I'm not super interested in those logistics. I'm uh. much more interested in, like, when the show will give up on it. Like, what has oh, to happen? No, like, they what will has talk to- about it all the way. Yeah. Fantasy Suite, we're going to hear it. It'll be a record amount of time. Okay, but I'm saying, like, what if, what if there's, like, a very clear sex situation going on? Like, will the show be like, all right, well, he's not a virgin anymore? No, because then I think they'll just start talking about, like... That experience, they'll just keep bringing it back to that. Oh, jeez! Like, yeah. So oh, not how excited were you? Oh, up. was it everything you had hoped for? Yeah, no, they'll Ugh. be talking about it forever. Don't you think? Oh, I was. A, they are. They are gonna beat this horse well past its death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We know this. Know. It's we're there already. It's gonna be. And the thing is, they're gonna like. They're gonna play montage music. They're gonna. It's gonna be like that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna yeah. be like that scene from Five Hundred Days of Summer. They're gonna animate yeah. bluebirds. It's going to yeah. be like, <laughs> oh, you're so right. They're going to show him waking up at the, the pleasure den the next morning. <laughs> and he's going to be like, do, 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 do. And they're going to play, you make my dreams come true. He's going to do like a heel click and, and wink at Han Solo. Like, I can picture it all. You're so right, Kyle. Yeah, that's the exact scenario that will play out on this show. This feels, this feels so invasive. It's just, it's no, but so that's, weird. but this is, but, no, but I think that's exactly the point is I feel even on a show about people's personal relationships being <laughs> publicized, 
I feel like I'm really invading his personal life, and I don't like it. So this is this is why I'm asking. I want them to drop it, but I'm concerned that there's almost nothing that could happen in the course of this show to make them drop it. Like, yeah. there could emerge secret footage from before the show was on. Like, he has, you know, a, a videotape release. I think they'll still keep doing this theme, and I just, mm-hmm. I'm done with it. We've Certainly got a long way to go. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. This one's not ending anytime soon. No. Not until Pleasure Den episode. Oh nope. <laughs> That's number, that was number eight, yeah? So yeah. that, that means it's time for one of our favorite ever segments. Oh yeah. The how are we gonna know this, wait, how are we gonna know this segment has started though, Kyle? <laughs> I've heard through the grapevine that there's not top three music. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Play that stanky beat. Gee, thanks, Kev. You're thanks, the best. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for that <laughs> stanky beat. <laughs> certainly how I would describe it. I assume it. you prepared a not top three. I did. It actually has four. Four oh, women in a not top three. Yeah. Okay, the first mm-hmm. one is probably going to come as no surprise to anybody. Number one is Catherine. Oh, jeez. Uh, yes. Oh, I forgot to look up her age and stuff. One second. Oh, she's 26. Okay. Really? Uh, a DJ oh, from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> a DJ? Yeah, Wait a DJ. second. Wait. I just realized this. It's Fort Lauderdale and not Jacksonville, but she I was, is yes. Jason. That, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was literally just about to say she's Gianyu. This yeah. is crazy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that, wow. Kyle, that came to me the exact moment that just came to you. I really hope that there's like a football themed episode and she spikes a ball and yells Bortles. Yeah, but <laughs> she, Jason if, is way more endearing than Catherine is. That's also entirely true. That is true. Yeah, she just, I don't know, she looks like pre A Star is Born Lady Gaga to me, which is tough, which is tough mm. from a looks standpoint. But we don't even need to get into her looks. Her personality was the real issue. The, okay, so what's most offensive to me is that <laughs> I don't really believe that she's as how could she be this bad i just like the producers were like let's find a person that he could not really actually be possibly interested in and we'll just make her be the fucking worst and then we'll force him to pick her for like three or four weeks just to piss people off yeah like it offends me that i'm supposed to believe that he's into Catherine. yeah after she interrupted him like almost like four or five times come on yeah like come on four times i think i don't buy that yeah, plus there has to be an early villain. See, so eventually the villain naturally emerges. But the first yeah. episode, they're all on their best behavior. So there has to be a manufactured villain. So it's actually possible that she'll become not as bad as the season goes on. And she just started off as the worst. <laughs> However, I actually think that she's going to continue being the worst. Because let's not forget, she brought her dog. Mm. That's a good point. And she left it with Chris Harrison. Abandoned yeah. it. Yes, Which, definitely abandoned that dog. I actually am not even... Maybe this was also manufactured by producers and it wasn't even her dog. Because she seemed far too eager yeah. to get rid of it. This is my dog, Randy. <laughs> I mean, Steven. I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. Everything about it was so fake. I could... If it was just the interrupting, I could say, okay, producer intervention, not her fault. But I don't know. I think that she might actually be the worst. Yeah, well, she's definitely the worst character on the show so far. On that, I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that all we have to say about her? Can move on? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, uh, also related to dogs, 
I had Jane, who brought the photoshopped photo of their dogs together. That was so alarming. So I really didn't like creepy. that. And so I made creepy. you a br- I made you a bracelet Not with endearing. your with your hair. Like, <laughs> I, I really didn't like that. I got some yeah. serious Helga Pataki vibes. Yeah. Luckily, he must oh, not Colton. have either because she got eliminated. I also like that her, uh, if you look on the website, her name is actually like Adrian. Yeah. And then I was just gonna say, <laughs> like, hi, I'm Kyle, but you can call me Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, why there's... don't you want to go by Jane when your name is Adrian? Isn't Adrian way more memorable? I'm sure there's a reason for it. I just kind of wish that we had, like, known. Yeah. Or like, yeah. or like, like if you're not gonna tell us why, then like just come in as Jane, right? Right. I actually totally agree with that. That's such a good take. Yeah, yeah. why tell us, why even inform us of this discrepancy? Cause that's just confusing me. They're yeah, like those, point. it's like that commercial where the, the guy says, I got you a dollar and he's got it on the, on the yeah. fishing hook. Like they're just teasing. Now, yeah. now, and now I'll never really know. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to lose sleep over it, but I was like mildly irritated while yeah. I was yeah, watching. Yeah, it's probably something stupid like her mother's name is the same thing and that's just how they differentiate them. And if yeah. that's the case, why tease it? Like, why, it's it's implying that there's a story. Yeah, that would have been a fun story for her to tell him, you know? Yeah. Instead of bringing a picture of their dogs together. <laughs> that might have been a better approach. I don't know. That also reminded me, now that I'm thinking about it, this reminded me a lot of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days when Kate Hudson brings a photoshopped photo of her baby with Matthew McConaughey to, like, their second date. <laughs> and the baby's hideously ugly. It's incredible. <laughs> It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Oh, it's my favorite rom com all time. Wow, number one. Wow. Number one. Yep. Wow. Maybe we'll have to do a top ten someday. Well, you just I feel like that'd it. be a ton of fun. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's just the deal. Everybody knows that's the best rom com of all time, so we can move on from there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, maybe I'll prepare that list later. Hmm. <laughs> um. In case you were wondering, Jane is twenty six, social worker from West Hollywood. All right. That's got to be a fascinating job moving yeah, that's, on i know i know i just it conflicts with her personality <laughs> like you look at that you're like oh awesome selfless interesting engaged person and then like total weirdo creep all right next up uh 25 year old a recruiter from california this is erica mcnutt Oh, McNutt. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea her name was erica i know exactly who we're talking about when we talk mm-hmm. mcnutt <laughs> okay so, a couple things. <laughs> Bringing a bag of nuts. Lame intro. So lame. But she is the only person on this entire episode that made me laugh out loud. Because later on, some other chick showed up in a Cinderella coach. And yes. And she, or I think it was that one. Yeah. And McNutt, they're all like looking around the door, you know, like they do. And McNutt goes... Well, gee, now I feel kind of stupid for bringing a bag of nuts. Or she said something like, well... I could have done more than just bring a bag of nuts. It was so... I don't... Like, I felt like they didn't know they were being recorded because it seemed so genuine and, like, simultaneously making fun of herself and the other person. I was... Mm -hmm. I thought that was very funny and very endearing. And, like, it wasn't a virgin joke. So I I admit I was pretty smitten with McNutt. Ah, but then I'll tell you where she went wrong. Immediately during their sit-down, she asked him why he is a virgin. Which, one, not the most important question. Two, have you not watched any Bachelor? Okay, so I want to dispute this just slightly. So I think you make good points about, like, just beating this dead horse and 
yeah, she probably should have done some research. But I think of the questions <laughs> you could possibly ask or the topics you could possibly broach, why are you a virgin is actually an interesting one because it might lead you to a conversation about how you feel about relationships and what relationships you've had. I know, a little bit of a stretch, but I do think I can picture myself having a real conversation with a person where I try to get an understanding of their views and like that could lead somewhere productive. Yeah. Here's the problem. I totally agree with you, and I think that's a really valid point. But if we're t- taking into consideration her body language, like, the way she asked it was like, Yes. So, why are you a virgin? Yes, I agree. It seemed too aggressive. There was a value judgment there. Yeah. So, like, it, it almost seemed like she was like, I like sex, and I need to know why you don't like sex. Yeah. yeah. Plus, if she has looked at any content about Colton ever... She already knows this, and she already knows his reasons why. So if you really want to make it, like, a nice, like, intimate moment of discussion, maybe say, like, oh, I've read that this is why, like, I really respect that, or I'm curious about this. Or go the other route, ask the same question, but come at it from the angle of, hey, just so you know, I haven't really done a whole lot of research on you ahead of this, because I want to get to know the real you, and I don't want to learn it secondhand. Tell me about you. I hear a lot about this virginity thing. Can we talk about this? Much better. Yeah. Much good. Better. Much better framing, Kyle. I think you would have gotten much farther with that line of questioning with him. I think I would have, too. You know, I just accused Kyle last night of somebody who had not, of being someone who had not make it very far on Bachelor, but I don't know. Now that I've heard that. Oh, ab- Elizabeth, you're so wrong. The Bachelor of Life, Kyle has made it so far. The number of groups that Kyle has penetrated and then eventually risen to the top of is (laughs) stunning. Like, it's crazy how many different groups of people have been like, who's that weird guy? And then by the end of, like, their time with him, like, for example, he spoke for your engineering graduation, right? Oh, hold on. I'm married to Kyle. I think Kyle's a very likable <laughs> no, no, person. No, 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 I no, think, no, no. I think Kyle is too real for The Bachelor. No, I no, but see what... do well. <laughs> no, but see what I think you're missing is is a couple important things. One is that this is line of inquiry is not about how much you like Kyle. It's about how much groups like Kyle. Uh, okay. And groups, groups really warm to Kyle. And the other thing that you're really missing, and this is your biggest mistake, <laughs> is... Oh, no. In uh, <laughs> is in uh, underestimating how similar real life group dynamics are to those on the Bachelor slash Bachelorette. Uh. If you think that Kyle is too real, you're just you're so off because the whole real world is total bullshit, and there are plenty of Catherines and McNutts walking around, <laughs> and too the many Kyles, and McNutts. yes. And the and the Kyle quality rises to the top. So I I very much believe Kyle would smoke one of these shows. I think he'd, he'd go quite far. Well, as much as I'm loving this segment where we talk about how great <laughs> I would be at The Bachelor, and thank you, Michael, for that ringing endorsement. Yeah. And just I didn't fight you at the time, but I agree with Mike. Shame on you. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. I'm not voted. <laughs> I want to get on The Bachelor. I don't want to be on The Bachelorette, though. Like, I want to definitely be on The Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> And not as the bachelor, to be clear. Like, I, yeah, no. You want to be a contestant on the bachelor. Yes. yes. I want to be a potential romantic interest on the bachelor. Yeah. Understood. Well, who's the last not top four? Lastly, I had Caitlin. Um, mostly because she did a weird pop the balloon oh, and said she popped his cherry. I just, oh, ugh, oh I didn't like that at all. Yeah, 
the like the virgin jokes were bad, but like it <laughs> it was great news for Katie that like her V card joke was super tame compared to the super like yeah. visceral and like kind of jarring. <laughs> like, hey, I brought you a pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that's not a phrase that one hears in polite company. No. It's, I also thought that, that people just didn't say that anymore. Yeah. I like, felt uncomfortable I, saying it just now. I almost no. omitted her because I didn't even want to go there. Yeah, it's. I agree. It's sort of, it's just a violent image that yeah. with the balloon that she actually popped. I, <laughs> I know, but, right in his face. Yeah. Jeez, but what's unfortunate is, aside from that, I found her to be kind of a pleasant and attractive and seemingly normal person. She is really pretty. She got a rose. Yeah, that's just, that was a very odd and aggressive tone she struck there. Oh, man. Uh, She's 25 from uh, Toronto. Toronto, eh? And she's a realtor. Yeah, I know. That was a huge plus for me. I like the realtor thing. Runs yeah. in my family. She's cute. She is. Yeah. Maybe she'll yep. surprise us. I think I, she I, has I, would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she had a comeback. Yeah, yeah, she can She can rise off the not top three for sure. Yep. Okay, we moving back to number seven? Yeah, let's do that. Yep. All right. All right, so next is she might be the youngest one. I haven't fact-checked that, Quinn. <laughs> she's 22 from California. And her occupation, as well as what I think makes her very marketable on this particular season, is that she has never been kissed. Aha. Uh-huh. Although, strange that she listed it as her occupation. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, you didn't say the name. Oh, Heather. Heather. I'm sorry. Okay. I think it, it's, it's just, I've just been calling her never been kissed. I think like that's kind of her name now. Well, she made it her name. She put it as her occupation. So, like... <laughs> How do you get away with that? Like, is she unemployed? She's only 22. She might be. <laughs> I like how your mind doesn't go to, like, how does this, you know, seemingly normal person go to the song without being kissed? Your question is... <laughs> how doesn't she have a job? <laughs> in what world is she listing this as her occupation? <laughs> Quite frankly, that's more concerning to me. Like, this is, if, if, this I go is... On a, if I go on a double blind date, and by that I mean there are two people that I'm dating that I didn't meet before... <laughs> And one of them says to me, nice. hi, I'm whoever, I've kissed people, I'm unemployed, I'm 22, I'm like, okay. And then another one says, I'm employed, but I've never been kissed. I'm more worried about the person that doesn't have a job, I think. You yeah. are reminding me, I just watched The Big Lebowski again the other day, and you're just like the actual Jeffrey Lebowski who's like, your revolution is over, the bomb's lost. You're <laughs> <laughs> just some crabby old asshole who's like, get a job, Heather. You want some advice from me, never been kissed? Get a job, sir! <laughs> as, as if I've worked for 50 years. I've amassed a great fortune in this great country. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. Okay, uh, well, I also just think that that's going to come up. It's going to make her vulnerable. They're going to bond over it. She's it, also very cute and okay, very blonde. But Okay, besides yeah. the fact that she's probably unemployed, she's extremely <laughs> charming, and you know that this is going to come up, and like Colton is all, all of a sudden going to feel like the big swinging dick, because he has more experience than her. Right. It's true. And, he's, and knowing Colton, he's a sweetheart. He's going to be like, listen, I've been I've been on that side of it. I can totally understand where you're coming from. They're going to bond over it, 
she's gonna, and he's, there's a part of him that's gonna be, he's like, you know, I wanna be the guy to kiss her for the first time. He's gonna wanna do that. She's gonna make it quite a long ways. I actually find her pretty charming. Mm -hmm. I I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of never been kissed. Although I would like to see, uh, her, uh, her taxes. I just, so I, I'm, I'm very interested because I got kind of a different vibe from her, which I've identified a certain like subgroup of women who show up on shows like this, which is that I think there's some girls who, when you knew them, when they were younger, like you knew them at a time when everybody was on sort of a more even footing, um, like attractiveness and attractiveness just didn't matter as much when you were a kid because you're a kid and Nobody really paid attention to this person because they didn't have a ton of personality. But then they were older and really pretty and somehow they just sort of depended on that as their their calling card, but never really developed the personality. Mm. That was that was the vibe I got from her. Like one of those girls who you went to high school with and you don't remember her because you didn't remember her being a particularly captivating person. But then she got really pretty later and did pageants or something and you just kind of missed it. I don't know. That was just the vibe I got from her. I think some of these girls were clearly like had had grown up with a better personality, whereas I felt like she was somebody who maybe just got who was just super pretty and didn't have a a strong personality. I don't know. My read. Do you think an age difference of even just three years that could be a maturity thing? I think that's. I actually think that's a really good. That's a really good point. I think that's very possible because I just. I didn't. I didn't get the same sort of like confident vibe from her that I did from some of the other contestants. She. She's twenty two. I mean, there are people on the show that are thirty three. There's like such a huge difference in life experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, that could be a part of it. But I think maybe that's what I was picking up on. I think maybe that's what I was picking up on. It's hmm. possible. I like that observation. Well, well, I had her at seven. I got a defender. <laughs> oh, I do like her, though, actually. I hope she goes far. Okay, next. This person caused quite a stir on social media before the season even started due to an Australian Uh-oh. accent. Oh, yeah. This is oh, yeah. Uh, Brie. Our 24-year-old model from L.A. So I actually like the accent thing. This might be a hot take, but I think I like it because... I Okay, so I've consumed a lot of content this week in preparation for this. And I read somewhere that someone was saying it was genius the way she phrased it. She says the accent is Australian to him. She doesn't say, I am from Australia. And then if you notice during the rose ceremony at the end, She's back to an American, her real voice. So we missed where she reveals that she's not Australian. I assume that happened at some point. They didn't put it in the episode. But I actually think that was kind of a clever way to get noticed. And she dropped the act after the intro. So I'm not faulting her for it. I like it. We had this discussion the second she showed up on screen. Because the immediate take was... This is such a shit idea. It's going to come out eventually that she's not Australian. And we said right then, it's a clever tactic if she drops it immediately. Right. And it seems like that's exactly what she did, but that's not as exciting. And so I think they're trying to obscure that and make us wonder, is this still a secret that needs to get out? Yeah. I don't think it is, though. I think it's like it was a whole thing before the first episode to hype it up, and now they've moved on. Hmm. Are they just? You don't think it's going to get addressed? 
Like, I'm sure yeah. there'll be something, but I don't think it'll be a huge reveal or a huge like controversy throughout the season. Hmm. What or do you did think? Did you guys Mike? like her? I don't know. I was I so I take this as evidence of a little bit of personality. I liked it. I thought it was a, a clever move. I just there were not a ton of girls in this show who were showing a little bit of flavor and personality and humor, and I thought this was pretty funny. So oh, I was so we're, I was we're all in agreement, the three of yeah, us. I was into this. I it just I I couldn't help but be reminded of the episode of Parks and Rec when Tom puts on a British accent for that girl <laughs> uh and like keeps doing it and then doesn't do it and then does it again. So I was definitely reminded of that which just made me smile. But I liked it. I thought it was a good move. And to my ear, which is not as uh attuned to Australian accents as both of yours are, I thought it sounded pretty good. I, I was did. impressed. Yeah, she had a really good one, I thought. It- yeah. It only became like really apparent to me that she was faking it when they at one of like the watch parties they put her yeah. next to two like real Australians. So kudos to her for making it work because it's very easy to fuck up an Australian accent and go into yeah. like British or something else. Yeah. Yep. No, I thought it was legit. Anyways, I also thought she was pretty. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm just going to end up saying that about every single person. But None of them are not pretty. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Well, they're probably the ones that I'm not going to mention. Because if I had no notes written for someone, like, aka, not memorable at all, they're just not on yeah. here at all. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, next. Lots to talk about with this one. This is uh, 23 from Red Oak, Texas, interior designer. This is Demi. Is she the crazy eyes? Yes, she has yeah. such crazy eyes. She is the crazy eyebrow specifically. Oh, really? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. I that was the first. That's actually the only thing. I yes, that is the only thing I have written on her in my. You didn't have written is, down that the thing she opened with was that her mom is in prison for embezzlement. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I actually was kind of in. I kind of liked that because I thought it was a nice little open in that it was revealing something about herself. It's nothing to do with her. Like she didn't embezzle. I thought it was nice that she was willing to reveal something about herself. And I also thought it showed a nice commitment to her mom. I don't know what their exact situation is, but the fact that she was willing to talk about her mom like that. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of details, but I thought that was actually kind of cool. I was really just struck by her eyebrows. Man, I, those things were caterpillars. Yeah. You can confirm, Elijah. So, Elijah, in preparation for watching this, printed out the headshots of all the girls so she could take notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just scanning through it before the episode. And I stopped on her. And I go, oh, she's crazy. She's got the eyes. And then I was right. Like, can we confirm that I was able to peg this just from looking at her headshot? Yeah, she didn't disappoint. But, like, I think my favorite part about her whole thing was when they were setting up the whole my mom is in prison thing, they were sitting, like, in her kitchen, and the producers were like, okay, we're going to pretend to call you from federal prison. And then yeah. and she picks up the phone and goes, hello? And it goes, hello, this is federal prison. <laughs> yeah, we so were much. dying. Like, as if you Incredible. get a call. Like, first of all. Federal prison doesn't call you for visiting hours, but then if if they were to, they wouldn't say, hello, this is federal prison. <laughs> yeah. Either that or, I, I don't know, do you think it's like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. So as somebody who's watched and listened to a great deal of true crime material, this is like a staple of the genre. They do a thing where they go, it's, it'll be a, an automated, it'll be a woman, always a robotic woman's voice, like, hello, 
this is a collect call from the upstate New York correctional facility. Oh, that's, yeah, and that's the, exactly what I was yeah. going to say. And then it's like, Joanne Snurdada. And then, <laughs> we'd like to talk to you. And then it's like, you pick it up and, oh, hi, mom. Oh, yeah, embezzlement. Uh-huh. But it's, it's a very, it's classic. I, I know what you mean. I just think it's funny that instead of saying, like, obviously I wouldn't want to say which correctional facility. No, no. Is, but it's, <laughs> hello, this is federal prison. <laughs> I agree. I thought I noticed that too. Oh, I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> For- well, because they probably had to do several takes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they couldn't just do one hot take of the actual recording. This was clearly in a studio. I wonder if they were just, like, pretend like you're on the phone with your mom. And yeah. she, and she, like, couldn't do it, and so they, like, had to fake it. And so someone said, hello, this is federal prison, to get her into character. And by the character, I mean herself. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, got it. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, not faulting the the relationship or anything. I just think uh interesting choice of what to open with. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't know. I thought she was going to be an early villain before Catherine came in because Demi uh grabbed him first, like pulled him aside for some one-on-one time. That person usually gets some hate. Um also she made a weird comment about how she hadn't dated a virgin since she was 12, which uh, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Right? I'm not making that up. Yeah. She said that, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. That went over my head. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I, know. I don't want okay. to touch that one. No. She also said that she was hot-dogging for Colton. And right when they... This happens every year. As soon as they start, one girl runs up to him and grabs him and takes him away. Yeah. And it was her. I guarantee you she's, like, one of the villains going forward. Guaranteed. She's got, like, that bright, like, big... She's the Jordan of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. No Probably. doubt. No doubt in my mind. All right. Anything else on Demi? Nada. Okay. Number four is Hannah B. 23 from Alabama. Miss Alabama 2018. Yeah. Okay. So just right off the bat, like, so not for me, but so for him. Yes. Like, oh, yes. She was created in a lab for Colton. Um, I, I just was, she rubbed me the wrong way from the start. I did not, of course, like the fact that she went to Alabama or at least was a big fan of Alabama, but just, I, I don't know. She just wasn't for me. I actually thought she seemed kind of nice. Like by the time, by the time I had enough screen time with her, I realized she actually seemed like a likable enough person, but I think she's going to go very far. She I would she, not, she would not if I were the bachelor, but I think she's going to go quite far with Colton as the bachelor. I think she's at least the final three. I de- I've definitely, yes. she's at lock her in. Absolutely lock her she's in. She's definitely making it to the pleasure den. I think yeah. it gave me perverse satisfaction to know that as we were watching this live, her football team was getting mercilessly destroyed. Like, I like that. That oh, made me like really happy, and I, I, w- I was more inclined to enjoy her knowing that. I think. Which do you think her family watched the premiere of Bachelor or the football game? Definitely football. Unquestionably, <laughs> they would they would have watched that football game over anything. Roll Tide. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually- Cow turd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have much else written for her. I just think, yeah, I thought she would go 
so far that she had to be ranked high. And she seemed pretty yeah. charming. Like the, that's that was the thing for me. I came I came down on the side of actually liking her by the end. Like I said, just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't imagine myself enjoying spending an afternoon with her, but I think like you said she's going very far and I think ultimately she's not going far for reasons that bug me. Like she's going to go far and she's she's fine. Right. My only thing with her is she kept doing the thing where like they do close-ups of their faces when they're talking and she kept doing that thing where like she was exaggerating her like eye and face movements to seem more interested in what he was saying and like oh. tilting her head. She kept being like, "Oh, wow." And you can't see my face, so this doesn't help. But she's like, she's like, oh my god, wow! And her eyes are like really wide, and she's like aggressively nodding. And oh, I feel like I do that when someone. No, you don't. When someone talks to me like that, I'm like, all right, you're just not interested in what I'm saying. And like, I don't know. She was giving me a vibe of someone who was faking it a little bit. But mm. then other times in the episode, she seemed pretty genuine. So I don't know. Regardless, I think she's in it for the long haul. Yeah, I think so too. Word. Honorable mention time. Oh, yeah. one one last thing. Oh, sorry. She, I thought it was charming that she called herself the Hot Mess Express. I like that. <laughs> I was concerned because I misheard her first, and I thought she was just calling herself like the Hot Ass Express or like Hot <laughs> Express or like um. And I was like, ugh. But then I I was like, wait, I don't think that's what she said. And then I really liked it. Yeah, I like that too. I missed yeah. that. I think. Okay, honorable mentions. Hell yeah. We're probably getting short on time here, right? Should we? Uh... We're at. About 53 minutes. Oh, wow. So we're going to okay. have to scoop. All right. Um, first up, I've got Anyeka. I know Kyle liked her. I don't know. I thought she was a little abrasive. Thought it was unnecessary that she called out Catherine. Like, that's not your job. But she also was memorable, so she gets an honorable mention. Yeah. I would have I would have ranked her. I liked her a lot. Yeah? I yeah. really liked how kind of uh, outgoing she was. And, yeah. like, not really. I thought that she was... I think going forward, we can count on her to be a bit of a shit disturber. Like, I think she might end up poking her nose in places where it doesn't belong. But for now, it came off as uh, charming and fun. I want to say, though, I think there's a difference between somebody who seeks conflict and somebody who is sort of like seeks conflict just for fun and somebody who's just sort of ends up in conflict. Yeah. She seemed like a person who was just, she, I don't think she was full of shit. I think she just really was speaking her mind yeah. in a way that was honest rather than confrontational. That's just true. my, just kind of my read on her. I think that's fair. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, next I've got Sydney. She's the dancer and she mm. Like, there were violins and stuff, and yeah. they danced. I also think she is stunning. I think she is so pretty. She yeah. was one of the most beautiful women on this show. She was just blew me away how beautiful she was. Yeah, agreed. I My only thing with her is, I, um, it's a theme here, employment. So, it said on her thing that she almost lost her job over this, and she was making it seem like she actually quit her job to do it. Which, like, if you didn't lose your job, then, like, don't make a big deal out of it. But did she? Did she quit her job? It's unclear. I don't think it's, I don't think she did because she said, I almost lost my job to Uh be here. So, like, okay, like, I don't know. That doesn't really impress me. If you had lost your job. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Michael Scott. It's like, I'm the only one who's, who's passed out or almost passed out. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> almost passing out does not count. That's and almost true. losing your job does not count either. So I think she's somebody who we're going to get a lot more of going forward. Mm-hmm. Like she, she on paper is, is got a lot going for her, yeah. but we didn't get as much of her as I anticipated. She I think might- we'll, she's going to be somebody who comes in more later because mm-hmm. her, her, her measurables are strong. Mm-hmm. That's true. Agree. Okay, next, Kyle kept calling her grandma because she's 31. Grandma-y, grandma-y. <laughs> I have to give her a shout-out, though, because she has red hair. This is Elise. I actually, in, like, liked her. Like, I think she's charming and and fun. Like, I'd, I'd like to see more of her on the show. But, like, as weird as it sounds, she definitely looks older than the rest of them, even though she's only, like, 33. She does. 31. 31. Like she, def- there's like a notable age gap between her and some of the younger ones, and it's fun to call her grandma. So I will continue <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Okay. Next is Aaron, who I really just wanted to shout out because of the grand entrance with the Cinderella carriage. That was weird. Also, she put her occupation as Cinderella, so another one that we have to ask. Not employed. <laughs> you know what I was into? I suspect this was Chris Harrison, but whatever savage like camera guy or producer on that show put a pumpkin on the ground next to her when she walked out <laughs> because yeah, that was amazing fucking yeah. brutal yeah agreed top notch <laughs> uh next is courtney who i really only put on here because she brought a uh, georgia peach and then later on in the night said um i want him to know that i'm more than just fruit <laughs> which i thought was so funny <laughs> I want to say she had some line that was kind of a little bit, a little dirty that I thought was funny. I'm trying to remember. Peach related? Mm, I feel like it might have been related to the peach. Feels like there's a, kind of an easy. Yeah, there was. I think there was something peach related that I found amusing. I don't remember. All right, yeah. next is uh, Kerpa, who had the incredibly shiny dress. Hold up. So. I think she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. That's what Kyle said too. I don't see it. I really she's, don't. She was stunningly gorgeous, really normal, and really likable. I so if you're doing the Michael power rankings, she's very close to number one. Wow. I'm curious I have whether to do some re-ranking. I'm curious whether they're gonna hit it off because we haven't really learned what she is on the show yet. Yeah. Like, we don't really know what her angle's gonna be, but I think just based on actual merits as a human, she seemed really just normal and Man, I also gorgeous. I attention. I literally only remember the sparkly dress. There's not much mm. else that she did, like, right. personality-wise, but, like, just being, like, in those shots where they show, like, a bunch of girls sitting on a couch together talking or, like, reacting to something else, she pops because she's, Because like, she had a sparkly dress. And she's dropped a gorgeous. All right. And she was making normal facial expressions, too. I noticed yeah. that specifically, like, when she was talking to people, she wasn't doing weird eyebrow things. Or when something outrageous happened, she had a more subdued reaction. She just seemed very natural. More normal. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't necessarily seem like Colton's type. Yeah. No, that's going to be that's gonna be her issue, is she's not, yeah. like, blonde and bubbly. Right. Yeah. Okay, last, this isn't a real honorable mention, but I just want to talk about it. Uh, this goes to Chris Harrison's mom, and also <laughs> Chris Harrison. <laughs> For the wonderful Chris Harrison montage that we got to watch. Uh, it was so wonderful. I was so into it. Never forget, he's the only constant. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I love the tweet. Someone tweeted a picture of um, 
there was like that in frame picture, like view of him watching the video and mm. someone screen grabbed that and said, I want that's someone that's... to look at me like Chris Harrison looks like at Chris Harrison. <laughs> Incredible. So uh, he's going down in TV host history for sure. He's best. Just longevity enough gets him into the hall of fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That's all I had for honorable mentions. All right. Okay. Who's number three? Okay, number three. I know Mike likes this one because we text a little bit about it. This is uh, Cassie, our speech pathologist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she was my number one crush. Like, if if you actually, if I met all of these women, she would be the one that I would want to date. Uh, she's a little against type for me, primarily mm-hmm. because she doesn't have dark hair and dark skin, which is usually kind of my, my palette, but... um. She was just incredibly gorgeous, mm-hmm. like incredibly gorgeous. But her gorgeousness aside, her opening clip was her talking about being a highly educated speech pathologist and helping kids. It was like, just awesome. It reminded <laughs> me of how Boy Scouty Colton's intro was last year. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. him with a lab and playing football with his nephew. And like, like she seems like the golden girl. And... Yeah. On top of that, they had, like, in my opinion, like, one of the most, like, genuinely nice moments of the entire episode when they were doing the sign language to each other, and Mm. she was teaching a little bit of sign language, which seems like it would be kitschy and kind of dumb, but I was, like, surprisingly compelled by it. I was like, this is kind of... I was literally yelling at the TV screen for him to kiss her. How did he not kiss her after she taught him kiss? Yeah, she taught him kiss. In sign language. I Oh, my gosh. That feels like a sign. Uh, Yeah, Colton. Signals, Colton. Signals. Yeah. So my other thing about her that I really liked that I just found incredibly charming was in the portion of the show where all the women are waiting and trying to get some alone time with him, they would do, you know, the cutaways to one of them. Like, like you know, it's crazy. Catherine is just a real biatch. <laughs> but her little cutaway was just her lamenting the fear that she might not stand out and was just like, you know, it's just really difficult. Um, You know, Colton seeing all these beautiful women, I, I just... It's hard to see how you could rise above the rest and get his time. And it wasn't an insecure moment where she was feeling, you know, needy, but she was just sort of genuinely acknowledging that the format is really hard to meet somebody. And I thought it was really self-aware and just really charming. Yeah. She didn't just expect that he would notice her. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Great yeah. choice to have hers. She opened the whole show, right? Wasn't her? Yes, the first came out one? so hot. Yeah, yeah, so strong. We'll see more of her. Yeah. All right, so he should have kissed Cassie, but this next one got the first kiss. This is Kaylin, Miss North Carolina. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they introed her like pretty close to Hannah B. So like Miss North Carolina versus Miss Alabama, right? Totally on purpose. No, yeah, no, very much intentional. And I think even though it seems a little too on the nose, I feel like they're going to end up being kind of at each other's throats and he's going to be into both of them. Definitely. Yes, she will be there at the end. I will reiterate, as I have with several of these girls, if I were The Bachelor, she would not be in my top much of anything. She's not my type, but... I have a feeling she is right up Colton's alley. I've read a couple things about uh, how... So she mentions that she's from Virginia, but she 
is Miss North Carolina. And I read a couple funny things that were like, wait, how long do you have to live in a state before you can be like Miss that state? And was she not good enough to just be Miss Virginia? This she's like Mitt Romney. She's just like Mitt Romney. He used <laughs> to be governor like of Romney. used to be governor of Massachusetts. Now he's a senator from Utah. Like, yeah. what are the ground rules? They're so <laughs> are there no laws, people? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of this happens a lot where people who don't think they can win election in the big state that they're from, and so they establish residency for a short period of time <laughs> in some like dumpy backwater state, and suddenly some asshole from Boston is like the governor of Arkansas. And it's like, dude, you know nothing about Arkansas. You've never been to Arkansas. You live 90% of your time in Boston. I think this is a Kalen thing. I think she thought it would be easier to become Miss North Carolina. I, you know what? Totally. I want calling all <laughs> Miss whatever pageant geeks. If you know anything about this, give us the scoop. Yeah, yeah. we want the deets. I think that Kalen might just be a political genius. Yeah. I think she's Seriously. Gonna, yeah. She'll probably I, be governor of Virginia. It's probably easier to be governor, but harder to be Miss. I, I think we can count on her political acumen to get her far in this competition. Yes. Also, yes. she's, she's like pretty damn attractive. Yeah. So that For should sure. help. That should help. Don't you think that the general stereotypical qualities, I shouldn't say stereotypical, but like the ones you think of, for like a Miss North Carolina, Miss Alabama, like very presentable, friendly, charming, good at talking to people. Good Those kind dogs. of qualities are going to they're both going to go really far in this show. Oh, yeah. Because it's perfect. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this is what I they think... do. Their job is literally presenting themselves in a, in a good light. Yeah, like, that's right. what this competition is, right? Right. Yeah. The, uh, what's the, who is the quarterback for Alabama? The girlfriend that Brent Musburger was disgustingly slobbering over during the game? Uh, Catherine, what's her name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Whatever. That's, that's the, that's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for number one? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I actually don't know who it is. Really? Yeah. I was hoping I no surprise. don't think I know who number one is either because oh, my man. rankings are slightly different. Okay, so part of the reason I put her as number one is because it's pretty typical for the person who gets the first impression rose to go very oh, far duh. or possibly no. even win. So at number one, we've got Hannah G. Hannah G. Also from Alabama, occupation content creator. Okay. Um, so, hey, that's us too. Yeah, close to our hearts. Yeah. But he also kissed her, and they had that cute little moment where they were both nervous, and then they took deep breaths. I felt like they were really, they were really connecting. That was weird, but I felt like they were connecting over it. Right, they were into it. Yeah. It, again, it's like, <laughs> the top three are all kind of the same, right? Like, they're all, like, from the deep south, and... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and also, her name is also Hannah, like... Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a tough. That was a tough overlap. Classic. There were like four Laurens last year. Yeah, I don't. I don't want our podcast to be dismissed as just the musings of a bunch of coastal elites. But like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> These ladies seem pretty similar to the top of this list. Uh, Jeez. They do, but the reason they ranked so high is because he liked them so much. Yeah, right. So we've yeah. identified Colton's type as the problem. Yes. Oh, we could and it made... is, and it is definitely a type. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we could have made Kyle's top ten, Mike's top ten, and Allegis's top ten, and they would have all been different. But for sure. That's this is true. The top ten that is best for Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I remember laughing really hard because, well, first of all, she, um, she's like, I did some research on you, and I know that you don't like to wear. Or did he? He like lost a pair of underwear. Or yeah, like, she gave me empty box, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. She gave him a box saying it was his favorite pair of underwear or something. And then yeah. he opened it and it was empty. Yeah. Okay. That was funny. And then she, um, not intentionally funny. It was, it was like her first time talking to him. Yeah, this is bad. And she was like, um, well, I just know that like you are involved in like football and stuff. So like, tell me about that. I <laughs> just yeah. like, I burst out laughing. The way she said it was so funny. It's like, it's like she had never heard of football before and someone was like, he's, he plays football. She's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. I got this. See, my biggest laugh. I don't know if it was for her or for Hannah B, but I actually laughed out loud alone when the second one was announced. Whatever, whoever the second one was, I was like, "There's another Hannah." <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's happening? Like, I actually chuckled to myself when we get like, "I'm Hannah B," and the other one's like, "Hi, I'm Hannah G." <laughs> <laughs> So, first of all, I was really confused. I had just woken up for a really long nap. So I was really confused. And second of all, just like, once I figured it out that they were two different people, just like, couldn't get over how funny it was. I kind of wish that there was a third Hannah, but she was Hannah Z and she was like straight up Russian. Oh, that would be funny. And he's like, what? (laughs) It's Gru's other cousin. This sort of feels like the Ashleys from Recess. But it's the Hannahs. <laughs> I feel like somebody could make a meme of that. I bet there's. I bet that exists. Probably for last season too, because uh, Ari had like four Laurens. I oh think. my god! Or it was like two Laurens and a couple Lauras. Mm, I don't remember. That's too much. Was, yeah, it was. And he's married to one of them now. So that's nice. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? I think that's that. Did you have any more you wanted to mention, Mike? I liked. There was one girl who looked uh, a lot like. Dear friend of the pod, Aaron, the fashion designer, her name was something. Tracy? Uh, was it Tracy? Was she the fashion girl? Yeah. Yeah, she looked a wardrobe stylist. Yes, she looked an awful lot like friend of the pod, Aaron. Huh. Um, My only issue with her was that she was a stylist, but I hated her outfit. Yes, you're not the first person I've heard that from. Felt ironic. She also got him a pair of handcuffs, which was like. That was strange. She's a little aggressive. But but she said she was with the fashion police, so. Yeah. I thought Angelique was gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. I wrote that Rivian was beautiful as well. There was somebody who danced, or somebody who worked out. I forget. I think it actually may have been one of the girls we talked about, but who did a workout sequence at the beginning. That was Katie. Was Katie? Did we talk about Katie a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I had her at number uh, eight. eight. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So Katie, my big thing, I just, I forgot to mention this earlier. She legitimately looked like she was really good at working out. I was super, I was super yeah. impressed by that because typically these workout montages are people who have never been in a gym before, but she was very, like very athletic. But looking through this, I don't think I had a ton of other ones. Yeah. I think that was... That was kind of mainly it. I've got like random stuff that I wrote about a couple of them, but that was it. That was it for like big stuff, I think. I think you got really all the girls that I would have considered legit contenders, plus I already noted some of the ladies who really uh tickled my fancy. I would just mention, I really liked, I thought Devin was really beautiful, and I felt bad for her because she did not make it to the second day. She did not get a rose, but... <laughs> Her exit interview, they staged her right next to where all the oh, other girls yeah. were celebrating and drinking champagne. So she's like uh, crying girl. in the middle of her exit interview and turns around 
and like embarrassingly like looks away because all these other girls are like drinking and cheering right next to her i felt like the pumpkin thing was mean but funny i felt actually bad for this person like she like to spend a ton of time trying to get on this show and like she's crying on tv Mm -hmm. which like why wouldn't you be upset and like they did it right in front of all these other i felt bad for her (laughs) yeah that was unnecessary anyways i felt bad for her too also, I'd like to point out that it was daylight when that was happening, so proof that they spend literally an entire overnight for the first cocktail party. That's a really good point. <sighs> yeah, that's, that is a hangover central. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, we're pretty long here, so let's, let's re-rank this quickly if we feel we need to. Okay, well, it sounded like you guys like Kerpa, and yeah. also potentially Anyeka. Anybody looking uh, vulnerable? I suspect that both of those two, in addition to us liking them, will probably get pretty far. So yeah. I think it probably makes sense to put them on here. <laughs> I don't know. Alex D, the sloth lady, feels like more of an honorable mention. Yes, I agree. Everyone else on here feels like they're strong contenders. Except maybe, I don't know, Bree with the... I can't tell if she's a gimmick or not. I think Bree is a gimmick, but I... I... I think she'll probably last a little bit, but I, I would call her a gimmick because, I don't know, I have to trust Colton enough to think that he's going to get down to brass tacks and look for a lady who's, like, hopefully going to be a partner. And though I'm basing this off of very little information about a person I've never met, I got a better I got a better vibe from Kirpa than I did from most everybody else on this show. So I, I would do, like, an Onyeka for Alex D swap and a Kirpa for Bree swap. And frankly, I might even do it in exactly that order, because I think otherwise this list is looking great. Yeah, I kind of like that. If I were, if I were Colton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that quite a bit, and we could quibble about the top couple, but I don't think we need to. <laughs> yes, we could probably go three, two, one, one, yeah. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, but Maybe. yes, I think particularly taking the uh, <laughs> the length of this pod into account, I would feel yeah. good yeah. putting my name on this one. Agree. Maybe Colton will surprise us. He won't. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I think he might surprise us in the the fantasy shack, but I think up to, <laughs> up to the, the love shack. shack. The love shack. <laughs> I think up to that. The bone zone. Like, I think until he gets to the bone zone, like, I think we're, he's not going to surprise us. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that being said, we'll read off the top ten yeah. but most uh, yeah. Most eligible bachelorettes. Yes. Oh, that's oh, a, yeah, like that's, that. that's a perfect that's much one. Much better. Wow. Oh, wow. It only work. took an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. Number ten, Nicole. Number nine, Anyeka. Number eight, Katie. Seven, Heather. Six, Kerpa. Five, Demi. Four, Hannah B. Three, Cassie. Two, Kaylin. One, Hannah G. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful list, Legis, and I think you are a wonderful viewer of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. You are a wonderful guide to these two boobs yeah. trying to, to wade into these waters. <laughs> I'm happy to have you uh, waiting along beside me now. Yes. Bachelor is incredibly entertaining, and I intend to keep watching. Good work, Amigops. That's it for this week. Don't forget, as we've mentioned, <laughs> our nasty beats are put down by <laughs> Kevin McLeod. Yep. 
dear friend in the pod, Aaron, put together our artwork as usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also can be reached many places. Uh, I'm going to name a few of them. You can probably check out our Instagram at top10km. And please note, all of these, 10 is spelled out, T-E-M, baby. Uh, Check out our Twitter at top10km. Email us not at but email us top10km at gmail.com check us out wherever podcasts can be found stitcher spotify apple podcast app Podbean, wherever you like i think those are a couple of the big ones kyle that's what i would want to say i agree i think you've yeah. done a good job telling people where they can find our podcast Thanks, well done sir we should probably divvy that up differently you have to say a lot more than i do no, it's cool. You do a lot more than I do for this podcast. So. <laughs> In all, I think I come out well on top of that exchange. <laughs> all right. Good work this week. I'll catch you next week if you're still keen. I am keen. Thanks, Allegis. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.